I ain't never been the loudest in the room The higher the volume, the more imminent the doom Don't play yourself, kid, play the system The US government, the largest walking contradiction Listen, if you wanna see impossible, then look at me My DNA is cut exquisitely from the best of sheets If I'm lying, I'm flying, and I'm ten toes solid On the same soil that my grandfather's was walking Know your history Welcome, friend, to Quantum Theory, a podcast solely focused on amplifying black and indigenous voices. Let's go get them. Listen, if you want to see impossible, then look at me. My DNA is cut exquisitely from the best of sheets. If I'm lying, I'm flying, and I'm ten toes, slide like on the ground, walking on the same. Yeah, my grandfather's was walking. Know your history. Can that just be our intro? <laughs> that should just be our intro for today. I think that was it right there. Um, hello. <laughs> Hello. Acapella. Love the energy in the room today. Yes. This is Kellen. We need to get you a name. We need to get you an alter ego name. Yeah. Okay, we'll figure it out. Uh, I'm trying to think what. Okay. Yeah. Kel Kel over there. You know, we got Kayla and Kel Scratch Keenan. Okay, off the top. Look at you coming through. There, it's set in stone. Yes, Y'all got yes. it. No playing. <laughs> Shout out to Izzy yep. <laughs> for that plagiarism. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Interpolation. Um, you know, we're using we're using his thing yes, and we're yes. reinterpolating it. We're giving our version. Uh, hopefully, a cleaner one next time too. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to stumble there at the end yet. You know, <laughs> you got to start a journey somewhere. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Just start yeah, somewhere. step by step. Yes. Well, what's Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even gonna start that. You don't want to do your. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna start that way. reference. Step <laughs> by step. Come on, Whitney. Come on, Whitney. That's only day by day. Yeah, we're gonna just stop. We're just, we had it going great, and I just it fell off that cliff. Um. Anyway, how it, how has your your Yo. week been going? What have you been getting into? Any excitement? Any new uh, projects? Completing some projects. I say that with emphasis <laughs> because I have uh, seen this amazing project on your page, and I yeah, want to get into it. You know, uh, I'm working on putting the original back in Trinell original. Uh, even challenging myself to do some things. I was like, oh, I didn't know that this was a thing. So yeah, working on some new beadwork. It's actually going on an online exhibit. Uh, it's based, yeah. Um, so the, the exhibit, or the people running the exhibit, they're based out of the Seattle area. And they're doing two exhibits and they're both focused on Afro-Indigenous artists. Yeah. That's amazing because you don't really, you don't hear Afro Indigenous Uh. very often. And so for us to be definitely, you know, that's real specific, specific, you know? And so for them to go into that grade of detail and want to find creatives of our nature, that's that's really dope. So that sounds amazing. Uh, so you know it's real. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. If you know, you know. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know so, how that goes. Uh, the exhibit that I'm focusing in on, it's called Telling Our Stories, where it's, yeah, it's basically just uh, an opportunity for us as black natives to tell our own stories. And that's the piece that I worked on. Uh, and so... Uh, I haven't dropped the official, official photos of it yet. However, I've been letting people Mm -hmm. in on the process as I've been developing this piece uh, because I haven't been sharing a lot of work lately. So 
Uh, I think I'm just trying to make up with that. <laughs> so I've been tapped in. Well, you fooled us <laughs> because you're showing us this process and it's yeah, a monumental one. You. So I'm yeah, so I'm excited. I'm glad to, yeah. to have another thing done. I think the coolest thing about it is one. Yeah, obviously getting to tell my story yet uh, getting to play. Because, again, I, I got mm-hmm. commission to make this piece and they said, hey, do whatever the heck you want. And I was like, oh. Oh, and the commission is way better. If they're commissioned, you'd be you, do you, however you want to do it, you do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's awesome. Yeah, you want my full creep (laughs) me for me? You want to pay me? Me? Yeah, that's when you, yeah, you go all in. You do whatever you want to do because you ain't got that bad. Yeah. (laughs) I've been extra fun because I've just been playing, like, legit. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. I love it. I'm excited to see the final product. I'm excited to see the final project and I'm excited to see the outcome of that, of that event you got going. So stay tuned. Everybody tap into that IG. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, that's, that's been the art world. And, uh, yeah, outside of that, just, uh, Actually, I feel a little bit better. Yo, I uh, started trying to put in uh, a morning routine. I know it hasn't been that much time. You know. <laughs> Why is there a giggle? Um, in it's because, you know, <laughs> at least it's starting giggle. with some seeds. It hasn't fully worked into complete actions. You know, I haven't... F- some seeds? seeds. Um <laughs> Oh, I was like, okay, you got some mush in the morning. <laughs> Look at there you go, Nimi Putin word of the day. No I'm joking. I'm like, that's a healthy start. Nourishment, body nourishment, some sustenance. Yes. Uh, seeds. Uh, I'm planting the seeds of developing a morning routine because, yeah, at least I'm starting with some small things. I haven't fully flopped out of my bed yet onto um say my yoga mat or onto a place where i can read or write in a journal however i am in bed thinking about doing these things and i'm and i'm thinking about doing them earlier than i was previously you know i've been waking up earlier and i've been almost there (laughs) um brandy Mm -hmm. you know brandy did say almost doesn't count so i'm not quite on the boards yet However, I hope to get there soon. You will. You will. You will. It's a process. I mean, that's funny because I brought up that and then these past couple days, your girl has not been following her own advice. (laughs) So I'm not perfect, y'all. I'm just going to say that. But it does just take, I I do realize it. And obviously the first thing to do, you know, that's important in any next move of your life is awareness. (laughs) So I'm like the last couple of days is just, man, I got up. Well, for, well, no, let me stop. Let me rewind because I did it. Tell the truth now. I lay there and I was like, oh, I got this to do, that to do, that to do. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do things differently today. Like kind of what I was bringing up in our last episode to where it's like sometimes you just got to yes, switch it up or switch yes, up yes, how you yes. do it. And so when I think about what I have to do and what I know have to do, I have to do, it's like I exhaust myself mentally before even touching the project or touching what I need yeah. to do for that day. So I think, what did I think about today? I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to, um, or what did I say? Maybe it was trying a different uh, tea okay. or it was something that was just like different and I, and I just hopped up or I just immediately said, okay, Michaela, you don't have to do any of that stuff for the first 30 minutes. 
nothing. What, what would you do? And it made me more excited to get up because I'm like, oh, I got the next 30 minutes to yes. do whatever I want to do. I don't have to just jump into, you know, what I have to work or I don't have to jump into that everyday morning routine that I do of the tea and the book. Like I wanted something different. So it's like, hey, get up, go for a walk, go grab a coffee rather than making a coffee mm. and come home. And that gets me excited to jump out of bed because yeah. it's something different, you know? So past couple past couple of days, I've had to kind of talk, had a pep talk, my inner <laughs> inner me to get out of bed, but. Exactly. It's a process. That's part of being human. It's, it, and that's the thing. It's, it, your exactly. whole life is a process. You know? <laughs> I think people think you have to have it all together every day. You have to be a robot every morning to be happy. Nope. That's not how that works. <laughs> like, you know, it's all a process and we're constantly growing and evolving and liking new things, trying new things. At least you should be, you know, so it, it has its different yeah. challenges. I had somebody tell me one time, anyway. they like, how presumptuous of me to assume that I can know it all. And when they said that, I was like, mm-hmm. Right. Uh, because, you know, here we are, we always get caught up, caught up on these hangups of like, oh, I don't know, uh, whatever it may be. Uh, and it's like, we don't have to know it all. Um, <laughs> we exactly what we literally have to do right here is uh, be present, breathe. Mm-hmm. Can you think of more? You know, I just like right here, right now, you know, like, like in the, yeah, in the moment, <laughs> just all down to like breathing, a.k.a. maintaining life. Um, and so, yeah, having this thought of like, oh, it needs to be all figured out or I got this stuff going or, you know, whatever it may be. And I think you feel really good once you realize you don't have have it all figured out, because when you understand that mentality of that, you can't figure out, you can't, you know, you, when you realize you can't. And you can't change something, you change the way you think. And when you when you're able to say, you know, I don't have figured out and you can just drop (laughs) it and walk away from it. Like that's true strength because it's like, you know what I mean? I think coming from someone, especially, you know, me being an overthinker X amount of years ago to where I feel like I had to have to have it all figured out for me to be like, you know what? I don't got it figured out. And I'm just going to leave that there and go into my next project or go about my day like That does wonders, you know, when you can just drop it because you know, it's not worth your energy. That's a, that's, that's a big, a big move. So yeah, that's, that's been me. How about you? Hmm. I've been very Uh, hungry and not hungry and with, in food because I mean, everybody (laughs) was like, oh yeah, she's talked about this. (laughs) No. See, I'm about about to throw you for a twist. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm always hungry for a good meal. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not like, all right, let me just rewind this because it's not coming off right. I I am nourished. I do nourish. You know, I have nutrition. I do know. You know, I do eat. But um, (laughs) but what I'm saying is, I've just been hungry in terms of like my mind has just been on multiple different business ventures that I want to do. So. I've been watch. I've been on YouTube University. I've been writing a ton of notes, yes. making some calls. So I'm just really excited. I'm like I said. I'm just really in this time in my life to where I'm just really hungry for success, for financial yes. freedom, for. So I'm just trying to make different moves, and you know this 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 year has been amazing for me so far. Hopefully, I'm blessed enough for it to continue yeah. to be amazing. But this year, I just totally decided to commit myself 
to just try what I want to try, start new businesses and move forward with them, figure out the business game, the investing game. And so that's what I'm saying. My mind, you know, that's what most excites yeah. me and motivates me when I get into those modes to allow myself to have that cre- creative energy in yes. all aspects. Um, and that's where I've been this past few days is I've just been anxious and if anybody knows me um when i have an idea i go for it and that's what kind of pumps me up and fuels me so i'm excited i'm excited to see what i'm able to kind of turn around from some of these ideas that i've had and i'm getting down on paper um but aside from that on the personal side aside from business and i guess just from just for me i've been doing really good and i've been trying to create good habits and just mentally you know get outside get in the sunshine and mentally just kind of be comfortable in the skin yeah. I'm in and, you know, just live life how I want to. So it's been going really good. I've been very laid back, but at the same time, um, trying to motivate myself to new levels, working out. Um, I think now that I'm home and I'm like, <laughs> I'm stable and yeah. I'm not traveling right now, it feels good just to kind of start these new re- routines and, you know, so that's kind of what I've been doing and just focusing on being in the moment of being home and, you know, increasing t- increasing myself to new levels what does that process feel like uh because you uh, where when you are learning more uh because with each round of things that you pick up each round of new information whether it's on your spirituality your business prowess your financial uh acumen for lack of a better word uh knowledge concept (laughs) understanding um moral is you know as you keep I don't want to say leveling up yet as you continue to learn more and expand your horizons, your perspectives on things like what does that process feel like for you? Um, Say like looking back to two years ago, Michaela, or one year ago, Michaela, and this person that you've been in the last 48 hours, you know? Yeah, it's crazy because I actually reposted something on Instagram today and it was like, um, you've had to have known me five plus years ago to see the growth that I growth that I've had. I'm wow. proud of me. And like just looking back and not even looking back, I don't think I set myself in the past. And I was just thinking about this like last night I was um, taking a walk and I'm like, dang, these three years have been crazy to where it's like 2019. I think I was really broken in 2019, but I noticed, you know, that was my monumental year to where I'm like, I, there's just a lot going on from finances to, you know, a failed business venture that I had and family members that were passing. I was like in this deep depression and I just knew I had to change. And, um, that's when I really took that year Mm -hmm. to commit to myself and, um, I wasn't in therapy yet, but it was like, you know, I'm not going to have enough self-pity to blame that I can't get help, like blame that on anybody else that I can't get help. I'm going to take that into my own hands. And that's when I started reading the different books that I have read and kind of started my book journey. And actually, you know, these are all professionals right here. I have them at my fingertips and I have as many as I want in my fingertips. And so once I started doing that going into 2020, that was my year to where I kind of, you know, I was getting a flow. I was getting a movement. I was understanding how I moved, how I reacted to where, you know, I was, you know, I felt like I was crawling in 2019. I started walking in 2020 and now it's 2021 and I hit the ground running and it feels great. So just knowing and being present, like I have been saying, just being present and understanding and acknowledging 
not only the successes that I've had, but also those mistakes and realize that's what's made me. I think that's what pushes me to try different things and not being scared to try different things because I know exactly where I'm coming from. I know exactly what I didn't know. You know, I'm like, and you're never too old to learn. So it's like, I'm going to take what I know I didn't know and now I'm going (laughs) to know it. You know what I mean? Like now I'm going to go in and I'm going to figure it out or, you know, and I don't feel like I'm in that box anymore. I feel like I, you know, I put myself in that box. You know, you can't necessarily blame your surroundings. Yes, it definitely does have a huge impact, but you are the way you are because of you, you know? And so once I kind of lived in my truth and realized like, man, You know, there's so much things I want to learn. There's so much things that I think I just wrote off that I just, you know, I never did it before. Therefore, that's not me to now. It's like everybody, you have the world at your fingertips, literally with this phone. You can learn absolutely anything you want to learn. And I think finally understanding that after all these different books and business books and or not even books, audio books, YouTube videos, Everybody is giving you the blueprint right there. And I think I just get so excited being able to tap into one video and tap into the next video. And what excites me and keeps me going to kind of have that innovative mindset is just asking questions and realizing that it's possible, you know, and I get so excited when I come and I can type in a question and one thing pops up. And then another video pops up and all of a sudden I have this whole recipe of what I want to do right there at my fingertips and knowing like, Hey, Michaela, you, you, you have, you have it right here. You have exactly what you want to do. And that fuels me up. And then I make a phone call and it's like, Oh yeah, so this is doable. So I think, I guess what you're asking after all of that in a roundabout way is just knowing that everything's possible and you're not too young to learn. Like you can do be learning for the rest of your life. Like knowledge really is your greatest superpower. You know, and I think if other people knew how easy it was just to get your dreams started and to find dreams you yes, didn't realize you part, had, that part. you know, that, you know, that's huge. You know, you could think you want one thing. And that's why I always say, yeah. just get started. Just do something because you might not do what you want, what you feel like you want to do at all, because you're going to find something better by just getting started and what yes. you thought you wanted. Yes. You know, so. Um, I guess that's why I have so much excitement and that's how I kind of tap into my creative energy is just knowing I kind of created this recipe myself and I'm able to put my twist in it and my own identity in it. And that's kind of why I get fueled up. Yes, I live. Go off. (laughs) Hopefully I answered your question. I feel like you hit me with these questions sometimes and I really got to think about it. I got to weed myself through. But yeah, I mean, I think it's important for everybody to like I when I bring up these past three years for me, it's like it's important for people to acknowledge their growth and their failure, like they're not their growth, their, um, their successes as well as their failures. Like that's huge. You can't get anywhere without knowing yourself, how you react to things, True. how you move to certain things, owning up to those mistakes and realizing like, Hey, this is not who I am. No matter what anybody else says, this is not who I am because this is where I'm going. Therefore I'm claiming exactly, you know, in the direction that I'm going. Um, but it's very important to be able to own up to who you are, for sure. And I think once you get past that, once you get past all the things you went through, all those heartbreaks you might have had or all those, you know, moments to where you you really were yeah. just down and out and you you fully embrace those and you're gentle with yourself and you have compassion for yourself. You're able to, you know, move full speed ahead because nobody else's opinion matters. No, You can do it, you know. And that's the thing is, like, I'm one of those people that where I have this bigger vision and I tell people and they're like, okay, Michaela. And then I get it done and they're like, wow. Yeah. So it's like, you know yeah. what I mean? So the only thing that matters is yourself. And I think once people realize that and really see what they're capable of, you know, that's a huge deal. 
but yeah, I really like all this like different creative energy and being able to put my spin on whatever, you know, I'm, I'm interested or the direction that I'm going in. That's what gets me excited is like, hey, you know, once you get that idea, yeah. I can really do this, you know, yeah. I mean, look at the podcast, right? Like we didn't think we could, you know, we didn't yeah. know what this was going to be. And then once we try new things, we do different things. We do different things in different ways. That's what, you know, yes. you start getting excited. You know what I'm saying? And you get different people on your show. You get different. It's, it's just a lot of a lot of different things. All those little successes yes. are big successes. And that's kind of what it is for me. It's like I like I like enjoying yes. the process. Yes. You know, be, so Go on. that's where I've been this last couple of weeks. This last couple of days is just rediscovering and newly discovering, you know, what I am and what I'm capable of doing and sometimes what I'm not capable of doing um, necessarily. But I don't even say that because I feel like whatever I put my mind yeah. to, I can achieve. Go off language. Sure. Look at you, you know? being intentional. <laughs> I live. Yeah, no, it, it is. It's very much that. Yeah. I mean, as you continue to gain knowledge, uh, it's so crazy that our timelines kind of match up too because for me, 2018 was like a low and then I was, it was the rebuild out of that or I guess it was 2017 mm -hmm. was the end. And then, so yeah, it was 2018 where I was like, where we talked about in our mental health episode where I was just like, Urgh. so it's been the rebuild from that time, you know? And in that rebuild mm -hmm. has been this increased awareness of learning, especially within like the last two years where it's like, yeah, why would I stop learning? There was all this time that I, I didn't put myself in spheres in order to learn. I wasn't putting myself in the books, in the audiobooks, in the videos, in the webinars, in the TED Talks, and all the things. Uh, and then once I started doing it, it was just like, oh my gosh, you know, this awakening to all this information. And like you said, it, it helps to redirect you because it opens up these different pathways that you may not have even considered. And now here, um, we are in 2021, and the two of us have this platform where we speak into a microphone uh, and then that conversation goes out to all these different people. It's this level of communication that we've attained simply by one, taking the idea and then two, working to learn how to do all the technical stuff in order to get it out and to express it. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is something that I didn't imagine however many, you know, even in the last two years, in the last three years. <laughs> uh, and so it's really cool what the process of continual learning can do for you. Uh, and opening up new mm -hmm. new ways of communicating with people and opening up a new tool set for you to use uh, to engage either with yourself or with others. It's, yeah, it's so cool. So I love hearing you talk about you really diving into your continual learning because so essential. So essential. Oh, yeah. I always, like, knowledge really is power. And I always think about youth who are like, bullied for knowing too much or acting a certain way or not having too much fun or um i totally just spaced what <laughs> word i was trying to say they're not having um not doing the things other kids are doing and i feel like and the thing i always say is like those kids that are bullying you because you know too much or those kids that are bullying you because you're not engaging in activities that you shouldn't be they're not going to be anywhere five to 10 years from now, most likely, you know, there's like a nine or eight out of 10 chance that they're going to be, you know, they're not going to be doing anything. You know, it's always important to tap in and be a voice, you know what I mean? Be a voice for what you feel like you believe in and bring that up. Be a voice for your generation. Don't be scared to stand aside from 
your friends or stand outside of the rest of your, you know, classmates because you know certain things and you want to bring a light to them or you just know certain things and you don't want to move the way they move. Like you're going to be somewhere if you continuously have that mindset, you know, that knowledge really does get you far. And that's why that a lot of the times, like when I do, when I give books to kids or give books to even adults in there, I always write knowledge is your greatest power or knowledge is your greatest superpower to little kids because it's important to just continuously keep learning. You know, that's where you kind of, that's where, that's how you get the most out of life. You know, doesn't matter what you learn about, just learn about different things, no matter whatever you're interested in, whatever you're interested in, you know? So, um, yeah, I'm heavy on the keep learning. And the thing is, I've never been into books. (laughs) (laughs) I've never been, I'm like, I never thought I would be a reader. Like what? Like I loved when I would go into places and people had books everywhere and I'm like, dang, you know? It looks cool, but I'm like, I never, I can't even last time I read a book. But like now, like I love books. I love getting my highlighter, my post-it and everything. The average CEO reads 65 books a year or five books a month. So I try, I'm try. i trying to get up to that. I'm Go not off. five books yet. I'm like at three books. This month, my goal is four books. Um, but they really do do yeah. a lot, you know, and um, that's been a game changer for me. Especially because I'm not I'm not necessarily the most social person either to where it's like I'm not the type to throw my okay. problems out there. I'm not the type to try to have self pity and, you know, try to be try to relate through somebody relate to somebody through my insecurities, you know, which I'm sure there's a lot of people like that. They're very, you know, self conscious of what they you know what they share what they choose to share so that was my way of just kind of keeping it to myself but growing through it the way I needed to without feeling like I needed the opinion of other people to validate what I was going through or validate how I should go through it you know well that's awesome and what's great is that we even have a young voice for other generations moving forward that's joining us today Uh, and so yeah i'm really excited to hop in and to talk to our guest we have amil mitchell coming to join us amil is in her young 20s and she is from the nespers tribe uh, originally coming from the town of lapway idaho Uh, she competes for lemoyne owen college which is a historically black college and university based in memphis tennessee Uh, and amil's headed into her senior year at this point um, beyond being a three sport star at Lapway High School back in Idaho. Uh, she's also an amazing sister to a nice bunch of siblings, uh, <laughs> as well as just an all around beautiful person. And uh, we're super excited to hop into conversation with her. Yes, it's the excellence for me. Show enough. Boom. Yo, here we are. Here we are with another special gang, gang, guest. Gang. Ow! Welcome to Quantum Theory. Emil, how you doing today? Thank you. Thank you. I'm doing good. Love to be here. How are you? Yo, we're doing so well. Again, people can't see what we see. We're here on Zoom, so I enjoy seeing both of your smiles on the screen right now. It's definitely making my heart so happy. As well yours. Oh my gosh, well thank you. It's contagious. Because you pop up on the screen and you just give everybody life. You're already smiling. So of course (laughs) we're going to smile back. Of course we're going to smile back. Well, yo, it's cyclical. I'm telling y'all, it's the energy. And uh, that's what I'm excited to dive into today because... Here we are just like at the precipice of our our relationships moving forward. We're all young adults in our uh, in our own journeys and starting to cross paths in these cool ways. And I'm like, 
I want to get to know these people a little bit more, you know? Yes, we don't really yeah. know each other, I feel like. Even, I mean, me and Kellen has been rocking with this podcast for a little chunk of time now, and we're yep. getting to know each other, and every episode, we learn more and more about each other. So I'm very excited to have Emil on today, because we get to get, get to know her a little bit more as well. Oh, for sure. And our people have heard our intros here and there. And uh, how about yours, Emil? Do you have a special intro to hit the people with? Um, no, no special intro. Um, nothing too special. <laughs> don't be um, shy. <laughs> don't be shy. Tell them put some respect on your name. I know. Ah. You know, just the intro itself is special. <laughs> Tell us, who are you? Where are you from? What you doing? What you got going on? Yeah. Let's tap okay, into a little okay. bit of you. All right. All right. Here's a little bit about me. Just a little bit. She's all mic check. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> drop a beat. Ah. <laughs> I'm feeling it. Um, no, but Emil Mitchell. Um, I am from Lapway, Idaho. Uh, my mother is Rosanna Green, and uh, my father is late Dennis Mitchell. Um, I graduated in 2018, and now I am a senior in college. Uh, I attend Lemoyne Owen College in Memphis, Tennessee. It is a HBCU, and for those that don't know what a HBCU is, it's a historically black college and university. Um, I also play basketball, um, so, you know, I never gave that dream up, still following that dream, chasing it, um, and I'm just waiting to see what's next. Yes. You're developing Dang. what's next, nice. uh, you know, by these articles that I've been seeing floating <laughs> around the internet. <laughs> yes, yes, that one was a little surprise for everybody. I wasn't telling anybody about it, and when it came out, I was just, let the world see it. Yes. There you go. That's how you do it. You make moves in silence and let your successes speak for themselves. You don't have to say nothing. (laughs) Not a word. I love it. It's all action and we love seeing it again. Not waiting for a not waiting for a thing. You're out there creating an awesome world and it's so cool to see. Thank you. I'm really trying. I'm trying. And uh as a part of that, I mean you are where in line with your siblings? I know that you have like a nice little pack. Uh, where do you Ooh. fall? Uh, yeah, a nice little pack is a good way to put it. <laughs> I am actually the middle child. There are four above me and four below me. Dang. So That's, I'm in the I same have, spot. <laughs> yeah. It's bittersweet. <laughs> It's three older brothers and one older sister, and then four younger sisters. Dang. Mm. So you're like exact, like square in the middle. Or right in the middle. Wow. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot. That's a lot. Hey, I mean, I don't you, know. Michaela? I'm very simple. It's only one above me and one below me. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm the problem child. Just kidding. <laughs> okay. Well, dang, I didn't realize both of you were middle children. That's wild. I'm 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 the eldest. Um yeah. I got three younger siblings. Uh so yeah. Nice. Must be nice. Right. <laughs> yes. Well, well, because I I, did, I never knew exactly like how to place or like where to place you in the grand scheme, um, and I just wondered that too because of like all the amazing things that you are out doing in the world, uh, especially taking the time to like get off res and to what you just said, chase your dreams. You know, you're still hooping. You still have more eligibility. Uh, even though you're coming to a close of one program and, you know, have the possibility of moving into your next, you know? Right. Uh, and so just 
again, me being an eldest child, I always think like, oh, maybe it's just like, you know, being towards the top of a, a sibling group where you, you kind of feel that extra urge to get out and trailblaze in a different way. Um, so, you know, here you are already just uh, poking holes in my theory. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's so cool to see regardless uh, the things that you're out there doing and uh, like what really led you to step out in that way? Because those are some major choices. Um, honestly, so I think in high school, I really didn't even want to attend Lafway High School. I, yeah, I actually wanted to go, um, to Lewiston and play soccer because I loved soccer. That was my first sport before basketball. I really never took basketball serious until I got into high school. Wow. Yeah, that's something nobody knows. Soccer was my sport. I played Come on traveling on, teams. We got yeah. it here today. <laughs> <laughs> I was on traveling teams, going to tournaments every weekend. Like soccer was my priority. That was what I worked on nonstop. So that was my goal was to just play soccer and just try to go as far as I could because soccer they travel and they go to like different countries for tournaments and everything. And I always thought that was the coolest thing. Um, But when my mom wouldn't let me transfer, I was like, okay, let me get serious about basketball. And then I think it was like my sophomore year. I was really just like, I'm tired of this. Like I'm tired of this same place. Like I've been here my whole life and I was just like, I love it. It's home, but I'm ready to explore, venture out. And then too, we have family in minnesota illinois indiana um so like we take our little summer road trips and we go out there and i love it like i the city was like a calling to me every time and i was like yeah i'm going so then after we lost our dad um my junior year in 2017 wow it was like chicago is where i need to go that's where my dad is from I feel like i don't know enough about my father like i should so let me go find out who he is and that's when I decided to go to Joliet Junior College, which is a suburb right outside of Chicago. And I was there for a year and I just, it felt like home. Like I felt at home as soon as I was there. The friends that I made were like, it felt like I had them my whole life. Nice. So, so I mean, yeah. after going to Chicago, cause that's a big leap going from the res Seriously. to Chicago and understanding like, Hey, I need to know more about my dad's side of family. What were some of those things that you really wanted to get into or try to, to try to learn, um, kind of on your dad's side of the family? Um, I really just wanted to see where he grew up. I, I felt like I wanted to understand him better. I feel like my father was such a complex man and like he hid so much. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's just like, I want to understand why he was the way he was. So when I moved out there, um, my grandma only stayed 45 minutes away, his mom. So, yeah. So she would come and pick me up on the weekends when I wasn't training and I would just spend time with her. I would look through photo books. I would ask questions. um, And he actually has a sister that we never knew. um, And she also stayed 45 minutes away. So I ended up staying with her. Yeah. I ended up staying with her for some time as well. And just getting to know her. And I was just like, she's telling me stories about how her and my brother would hang out. Um, And it was just, it was good. It was a good feeling. And then to be around all the family he grew up with and the ones he was always telling stories about, it was just, it was amazing because I was like, now I feel like I know who my father is. I feel like I'm late, but at least I feel like I have that sense of knowing who this man was. 
Yeah. You know, you're never Yo, how, too late. <laughs> seriously. Well, cause that, that's my follow-up is like, how is that showing up for you since this time of you being over there and having contact with your grandma and your auntie and, and, and getting deeper into your knowledge of your, of that side of your family and of mm-hmm. your, of your late father. Like, how is that showing up in your life? Um, you know, I actually have come to the realization that I am like the female version of my father. Wow. <laughs> and it is, it is insane. Like the things that would get him mad in two seconds, get me mad in two seconds. The things oh. that bring him joy, like watching sports and getting excited at the TV. I'd be doing that as well. Yeah. Like, and then it just all comes down to like the way I dress or like the way I handle things. And like my whole family just looks at me and they're like, you are so much like your dad. And I'm just like, <laughs> I, I honestly didn't know until now my smile. They say my smile is exactly like his. They say I look exactly like he did when he was this age. So it's just like I'm realizing like I am literally the female version of him. Wow, That's so That's cool. Awesome. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, well, I guess backing up a little bit. So did you grow up all the time in Lapway? Like, yeah. are you born and raised? I'm actually grew? not born in Idaho. Um, all my mom's kids, so Imani, Omaria, Marius, and Quibila, all are born in Lewiston. Okay. Um, I was born in Minnesota. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. The anomaly. <laughs> is there a story around that like okay so my parents we should know (laughs) i know i'm like wait a second (laughs) can we know is this okay to be on air (laughs) yes it's okay my parents so what um, happened was right i i love my parents story of how they met i think it's like one of the cutest stories um they had met while they were in college my mom was attending the university of minnesota and my dad was attending saint cloud university um they met on a blind date that wasn't theirs <laughs> okay. was not there so my mom had a friend and she was getting ready to go to her blind date but she didn't want to go alone because you know she didn't know the guy so she asked my mom to tag along my mom said of course um and the same thing for my dad and his friend his friend was like hey we want to come with me to this blind date and so that's how they had met and they ended up having a better time than the two that initially had the blind date wow. so yeah so um they had my brother i think within their first year of their relationship, but they had came home because her grandpa, my mom's grandpa was sick. Um, So then they went back to school afterwards. And then I was the surprise baby. I just came out of nowhere. Um, They actually didn't tell any of the family in Lapway that my mom was pregnant at the time with me. What? Um, So I think it was like two months after I was born, they were still in school. Uh, Two months after I was born, they came home and they just had another baby with them. And everyone was like, whoa, there's another one. (laughs) What? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's brilliant. Yeah. So I was like the surprise baby that had me while they were over at school. Then just boom, here I am. Oh, talk about divine alignment with them meeting. Right. All the way up to like the major surprise for the family. Yeah, like nobody knew. They didn't tell. Because I remember, I thought everybody knew. Um, it wasn't until a couple of years ago until one of my aunties was telling me, like, oh, yeah, none of us knew about you. And I was just like, what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I feel so insulted. I'm like, right. all right. Yeah, I was really like, um, what do you say is that, that supposed to make me feel good? <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my gosh, you're like one of those celebrity babies where they just want to keep you to themselves for a little bit before yeah, allowing the public to have access. To access yeah. you know? you're, I don't you're think the there's anything wife. wrong with that though, either. You know what I mean? But I think it's that child where it's like, I'm here and like nobody like okay yeah you know I mean I feel like you can go one of two ways like you could be overly loved and you know have so well there's no overly loved I feel like but like you could be like so appreciated or it could be like all right what do we right. do with this information you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's an experience I guess to, to live through for the first few years really. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's crazy. Well, yeah, I, I thank you for sharing again how it like it's, it's been showing up for you because I mean, that's one of the things for myself, um, you know, I didn't meet, I, I still haven't actually met my biological father in person. Uh, I've only spoken to my biological father over the phone and that's when I was about 31. And so it's only been in the last like two and a half, three years that uh, we've been in contact. And through that time, I've also excuse me, found out that I have another younger brother who lives in Pasadena. Uh, so I grew up in my household with my two younger siblings who were nine and 11 years younger than me. Uh, and then it wasn't until I was 31 that I found out uh, that I had a whole ass, <laughs> another younger brother that was actually right. only three years younger than me. Uh, and we've since been in contact. Uh, and so what's cool is that being able to like be around, like, or I talk to my brother all the time I talked to, you know, just my siblings on just text or whatever and IG. Uh, yeah, you know, it's cool, like, having his stories there and catching up on his life. And then uh, I'll get random texts or calls uh, from my biological father randomly. And what's crazy is that uh, just those little bits of action and those little bits of knowledge and those little bits of conversation, they've shown up in my life tremendously. Like the way that it's affirmed parts of me that I didn't even know needed affirmation. Um, and I've awakened to different ways of like who I am and how I express myself and how I perceive the world based off of just the simple knowledge of like, this was my dad. This was the stuff that yeah. he went through. This is the stuff that the family um, comes down to me. It's crazy. So like, as soon as you mentioned that, it just like, really struck because I can't even imagine like how amazing that must feel to return to, you know, the place where your dad grew up and, and that the, the land and space and where that side of the family congregates, you know? Yeah, no, I loved it. Like I, I have no regret on making that decision just to go ahead and jump and just go Chicago. Like, I feel like that was one of the best decisions I could have made. And as it led you to your now current place, like at a historically black college and university, like how, how is that part of the journey? Uh, oh my gosh, I love it. I honestly, I feel like going and attending an HBCU is an experience every black kid should have. To yeah. like, from going from, okay, so being at Lapway, you know, it's majority natives. Like we have all our native people at that school and it's just like, okay, I grew up around natives this whole time. And then when I went to JJC, it was a PWI. And I'm just like, okay, this is cool. I've never been around so many white people in my entire life. Like actually going <laughs> to school with them and sitting in classrooms right. with them and every that single teacher being white. I was just like, okay. And the only black kids are the kids on the basketball team cool yeah. so we all have what in common we play basketball <laughs> yeah 
I had all that in common with everyone back in high school. So my best friend who was actually also on the team, um, she, she's a year older than me. So she was getting ready to transfer. She finished out her two years. Um, and then she was just like, get out of here, like go do something, find your next adventure, just do it. She's like, but don't stay here. She was just like telling me, you know, I already had offers for, um, from other schools to play at other schools after my one year there. And I was yeah. just like, you know what? You're right. Let me take it. And every scholarship opportunity that I received were from HBCUs. Wow. And I was just like, okay, this is kind of like a difficult decision almost. Where do I want to be? There was some in St. Louis, Missouri. There's one in Memphis. There was some that were in downtown Chicago. Um, so I just chose to go to Memphis because I was like, you know what, that is such a historical place, you know, with the civil rights movement and everything. It's a abundance of black people out there. And I was just like, let me go see what that's like. Um, and now that I'm at HBCU, it's just amazing. The first day on campus, I walked into the dorm and uh-huh. everybody was stepping Music was just blasting and everybody was just, wow. I'm just looking around like, okay, this is, this is, yeah, it's the day we're moving into the dorms and everyone was just doing that, having fun. And I was just like, okay, I know I'm going to have like the best time of my life here. Wow. And so, yeah. And then being in the classrooms where teachers look like me, like their skin is dark, their hair is curly. Um, they want to see me succeed because I look like them. Like yeah. it, it was another feeling. It's just, it felt great. It felt like people wanted to see me win and yeah. they, they will go the extra mile just to make sure you're good too, which is the part that just makes it feel so much better. Yeah, definitely an experience. I wanted to go to HBCU. Um, I applied. I don't even know if I finished applying. Actually, Spelman and A and T ended up going to Haskell. Obviously, Haskell Indian Nations University for a little bit. But it's kind of still on my bucket list now that I'm in DC. I'm like, I don't. I wouldn't mind grabbing a master's or something from Howard. But I'm like, yeah, you got unless someone's giving me Howard money. (laughs) 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 I think I'm cool with what I got. But um, but no, it's definitely an experience to have, and especially being a part of like a sorority or a fraternity, like. That's a whole experience as well. Are you about so. that life? Me? Not me. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not in, I'm not even in college right now. Well, I know, but like, <laughs> or like if you had the opportunity, like me? Oh yeah. Like when I was yeah. younger, I used to watch a different world all the time. Okay. So that was <laughs> like that show my was my show. <laughs> Yeah, like that was my role model. Like I was Got like, it. I'm going to HBCU, I'm stepping, I'm doing everything. But then obviously Come life on. happens, you make different decisions, which is fine. I still don't, you know, I don't disregard everything that I have done and where I've went. But um yeah. but yeah, that was always a goal of mine. I think growing up as a kid and that was something I definitely wanted to do. And who knows? I still might do it but but yeah it's a whole experience for sure and like my aunts on my dad's side they've all went to hbcus they went to howard went to bennett went to where else did they go i think two went to howard one went to bennett my dad went to a and t um and i i don't want to get it wrong but they're in there for their sorority so you know we're they're full red and white you know they don't want to see no pink and green anywhere like they're full full on on sorors so uh who knows but yeah it's a whole experience so i definitely understand her excitement and where she's coming from because i'm like oh for sure no it's it's lit (laughs) 
But um, what do you hope to achieve after college? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you're doing the basketball thing right now. What do you hope to do in the future? Like, what's your next, your next goal? Um, so, okay. Well, short future after I graduate. There we go. Come through short term, long term. (laughs) I know. I was like, already winning. Already winning. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I plan on getting my master's um, and finishing out the rest of my college career, given that I still have that extra year of eligibility. Um, and then after that, I really do want to go play overseas. Like, that wow. has been a dream since I was a kid um, to go overseas and play some, you know, at first it was soccer. Um, yeah. But now it's like basketball is what I do and it's what I love. And so I would love to play overseas. Um, and I already have, like, the countries that i want and think i need to go to um speak it into existence yeah the way to be (laughs) oh my gosh uh our hearts are melting uh because on screen we just see baby loves giving (laughs) baby hands turn into baby hugs i know Um, those are the best feelings this is little baby dennis oh my gosh you said rabbi dennis this, he, he's such a sour patch kid though like he can come up to you and start hitting you and then he'll run away and then he'll come back and give you a hug and i'm just like okay. right well we got to see a little bit of the sweet uh yeah. it definitely melted our hearts um but yeah so i do plan on um playing overseas um but i also want to open up my own nonprofit yeah. um to help single mothers uh, with my own mom being the inspiration behind that, um, seeing her, you know, have her moments of struggling, but she also would never let us see her struggle. She always found a way and made it happen. Yeah. Um, so I want to help moms in that aspect. Um, I want to be able to give them cushion, like let them know it's okay to struggle and we're here to help you. Yeah. Yeah, so that is something I actually already have my whole plan and everything. Um, wow. And I have the connections I need to already to go ahead and get everything started. Um, it's just about yeah. me actually getting to it and getting it started now. Yeah. That's dope. I think a lot of people don't realize starting success or having success, it's not about, I think people get overwhelmed very easily. They have a goal. They don't really understand how to get there, but they need to listen to act what you're doing by laying everything out having a plan to move forward yeah that's key i don't know if you ever read the book um thinking real rich by napoleon hill and that's basically what he says he's like hey you can get rich you just have to set up a plan you can do everything you want to do all you have to do is write down what you need to do and hit it one step at a time. And like, yeah, there's going to be obstacles, but you're already ahead of the game by knowing you're 10 steps, 20 steps, two steps yeah. ahead. You know what right. I mean? So I think that's really, really dope to where, you know, you have everything laid out, you know, where you want to go, you know, you're seeing it before you're achieving it, but therefore you've already achieved it. So I'm really excited to see where you end up and you know, what you, you got going on within the next five, 10, 15, 20 years. Thank oh, you. Sure. Thank you. Yo, uh, I don't know if it's like too deep uh, yet. What are, are there like some standout experiences that really drive your passion for the nonprofit? I know you mentioned your mom yet, yeah, like, uh, yeah, just like. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, even to this day, my mother is still working two jobs and she's only going to have two kids in her house. Um, but growing up, 
I just remember her working two to three jobs at a time. And I was always just like, why are you doing this? Like, why yeah. are you working so much? You know, as a kid, I don't understand. There's bills to be paid. There's food to put in the fridge to feed us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, we play sports and she's trying to give us everything that she didn't have growing up. Um, so yeah, there was, and then there was times where she worked so much, I had to help out. I had to be the one making the dinner for my sisters. Um, my brother had to make sure they were the ones getting their homework done. Like, it was almost like me and Imani turned into the little parents of the house um, yeah. while she was working so much. And it was something we didn't recognize when we were younger. And honestly, I didn't realize it until, um, actually I was going on a college visit um, with my best friend. And, you know, we were just telling stories, sharing stories about our childhood and everything. And I'm getting to talking and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like I didn't realize how much my mom was working and then also making it to our basketball games, getting us to practices and just doing everything by herself. I didn't realize that until a couple of years ago. And I was just like, yeah, I I need to figure out how I can help my mom. And then um it was in one of my classes last semester where I was just like, I don't want to just help my mom. I want to help all the moms. It's not okay to see mothers struggle. And then it's just like, I feel like we don't do enough for single moms, given that single dad struggle as well. But I need to start off with my mother. I need to start off with the matriarch. Let's, let's get everything going so they don't have to struggle anymore. Yeah. Well, see, then that does make sense. Shout literally shout out to all the moms, um, literal superheroes and just superhumans. For sure. My mom, because I've had the same, the similar experience with my mom to where it's like we obviously, well, I don't say obviously, but we definitely struggle to where, you know, I'm playing basketball, I'm playing sports, she's breaking her back or using what penny she has to make sure she to where she can get home or get a hotel or you know and when it comes to food it's like okay I got three dollars but somehow she made it work for the next two weeks and I'm fully fed and I got clothes on my back we got our light and it's like we don't understand how moms do it all the time and there's a lot of things they don't allow us to see um but they get the job done but it, you know it, they're still struggling and so if you know, you're able to, or your program or your nonprofit's able to, you know, make that weight a little bit lighter, or even just kind of have that conversation of whether it's mental health or whether it's, you know, just finding like finding others that can relate to their situation. I think that goes a really, really long way, you know, especially black and brown mothers. It's like, we have it the hardest because we have to work that much harder. Not only are we a minority in this country, we're also female, you know? And so it's like a lot of it's already stacked up against us in a lot of ways, you know, and statistics don't really work in our favor and our, you know, our parents' favor. So, um, yeah, I think that's a definitely much needed program, especially on reservations and outside of reservations. Um, because the last thing it is, is easy. And your mom's a powerhouse, first of all, because I yep. love me some Rosanna. She is, is, she's dope. She's a dope woman. I don't know how she be doing it sometimes, but that woman knows how to make it work. Yeah. And it goes on like we don't we it doesn't go unnoticed. You know, as kids, it's like we don't necessarily know what's going on. We're just trying, you know, we're kids. But then once we get older, it's like all those things that they did for us, you know, every time they did break their back or show some sort of or whatever they have done within that time period of us growing up. We've taken that, you know, and we use it for our future. Like with you starting this program, with me starting my businesses, it's like I use my mom and her determination to, you know, go down this path that I'm going through. 
So it's like, I'm not in the WNBA, even though she spent so much money on my res ball, you know, <laughs> stuff, but it's like, Hey, I'm hosting tournaments. Hey, I understand. Yep. I have this work ethic because of you, you know what I mean? Right. So it's like, it all goes a long yeah. way and it all definitely doesn't go unnoticed. Yeah. Well, for sure. Yo, uh, as soon as you said that, uh, it, it really struck too, because I, I often forget that my mother was a single mother, uh, with me, uh, for the first few years of my life. Uh, and, uh, it was this past weekend where, uh, her and, um, my dad, my, my stepdad, Joe, uh, who I call dad, uh, they cooked breakfast, uh, and they used English muffins and I, you know, English muffins have such a distinct smell, especially when you like toast them and have them buttered, right? <laughs> yes. So it took me back, uh, to when I was a little kid. And I remember when my mom and I lived in Seattle, we lived just off the freeway, like right before you got to Northgate. And we lived in the basement of this uh, guy's house. So he had the whole upstairs and we lived in the basement down. We're like literally in the basement. Uh, and uh, there was a power, like an electric, like a power, I don't know what they're called, like a factory, um, like right across the street from us. Um, so there was like all this, like it wasn't a cute place and we lived right off the freeway. And I just remember in the mornings, Driving into traffic, my mom would have to drive me like 25 minutes to my babysitter to catch my bus to get to school so that she could get to work in downtown Seattle. So it'd be like early in the morning and we'd be in the car in traffic and, you know, it's cold, rainy Seattle weather. And she would have her toasted English muffin buttered there. And that was like her breakfast going into work. And it didn't hit me until just this weekend that I would always be like, oh my gosh, like it smells so good. Oh, mom, I want some, you know, and like, I always <laughs> want it. Right. And it's so cute. Cause yeah, like, oh, it's fresh food in the morning, you know? Uh, and then it just hit me this weekend where I was just like, well, mom didn't often want to share that with me because I was probably the only food that she had to like start her day. Right. You know, and here I was going, I was going to get dropped off my babysitters. They'd probably give me a little bit of food. Uh, and then I would go to school where I'd also get food, you know, and get taken care of. Uh, and it literally just hit me. Uh, here I am 34 being like, fuck, you know, like in that <laughs> yeah. moment, it, it just seemed like, oh, I want this tasty thing yet. I'm sure like for my mom, as she's literally working day and night to support the both of us, uh, in a major metropolitan city by herself, um, that that English muffin in the morning meant more to her than what it meant to me as like just the taste you know right um, yeah anyway so yeah as soon as you mentioned that with your nonprofit and everything i just like you know all kudos and hands down and and all the interest because you know there's um there's obviously heart behind it and, and that comes from someplace that you see and admire oh yes yeah i i wouldn't be where i am today without my mom yeah well uh, I'm excited. Uh, I'm sure that uh, Miss Rosanna Green is going to catch one of us here on the street, either Michaela or myself, and uh, be like, oh, I heard that episode. Y'all had my baby on there. <laughs> you had both my babies. Uh, because, uh, you know, Amani yeah. actually does open and close our show with the music. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so here it That's is. That's what Just I was. Uh, yeah, the intro bangs. 
he's a good performer once he came to Juneteenth I was like wow like you know that I underestimated him don't get me wrong but like once I heard all of his hits I was like these go hard how do I get this yeah like and then I had someone was like hey we heard um is he is that his name we'd like to hire him I was like let me give you all his information like he's he he, he did really really good he like left an imprint on everybody he used to be freestyling in the house, like this randomly. Um, we would come home from school, watch 106 in Park. Like, yep. it, it was music <laughs> has always thing. been there. <laughs> oh, we would never miss it. We would rush home after school and turn on 106 in Park. Um, but yeah, even when he got to, um, he used to send. Um, we used to have a group chat, me and my older brothers, and he would send like little snippets of like songs he was working on, and I'm just like, dang, like you really you really doing this yep. it's like the sound like this is it yeah no i yeah, enjoy it I, I made a whole playlist i have like four or five of his tracks uh that luckily you know he was gracious enough to send and i was just like um wait a second <laughs> you know it started off with like a cute listen like each one and then i was like no these need to be in a playlist they need to be together because i want to loop them uh, right yeah. It's even harder than like his beats like everything yeah. he said like he's a tech talk rapper yes. but he does it in a way where he can kind of blend blend both kind of new and old not yeah. new and old but new and like ted talky like you know what i mean like and it's not easy to do so like yeah. you have the ted talk music that just kind of you know spits the points and it's like you really gotta listen like you have the kendricks and the j coles but then you have him and then he has his dope behind it it's like he's a rock but you gotta pay attention at the same time like yep. right so he does he does a really good job i don't know what song it was at juneteenth and i was like oh this beat like he got the <laughs> ugly face like immediately <laughs> as soon as it came on and i was like well i gotta ask him what this is and i never did so i'm gonna have to reach back out to him because he had the whole the whole park rocking <laughs> yeah he definitely did oh that was a good proud young sister moment i was just like look at my big brother go i'm just yes. like yes love it do you have any more questions kelly i mean i got all the questions uh do y'all haven't how about you mill i mean like you you've been here uh you got anything else you're like you know what I wish I would have said this a little bit earlier. Oh, I would like to say this thing. Is there anything on your heart right now? You got a freestyle um, moment? A freestyle <laughs> moment. <laughs> you know, I don't really think I have a freestyle moment. I am such a, a simple person. Um, I just, I'll answer my question and I'll leave it at that. I like, yeah. I think of things, like I'm that person that will think of things to say like hours later. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, why didn't I say that? That's okay. Yeah, see, that's, that's what I was trying to create space Facebook. for. Right? <laughs> well, that's always the thing. It'll always be like hella late after. I'm like, dang it. That was the one thing I, I wanted to say, and I just forgot about it. Right. I'm right. just like, oh, why did I not think of that at that in that moment? And I'm just yeah. like, oh, Gosh. well, it, it can't that go was back my problem. <laughs> that was my problem the last show. I was going, I was coming strong. I was like, all right, this is the point I'm making. And it just fell off and it was just gone. So if I don't write it down, 
I'm going to forget and I'm going to kick myself later. Like, and then have this whole conversation in my head of how I wanted it to go. And it didn't go right. I swear I'd be doing that too. Like I will like even in the shower, I swear I do it the most in the shower. I'll be having whole conversations with myself and I'd be like, yeah. why did I not Word. say that? Like, why did- And you break it down by the yes. point every time you by yourself. Right. And you sound crazy talking to yourself, but you have the whole conversation how it was supposed to go. And then yep. you get your ease, but you're still kicking yourself like, dang. They could have yep. heard this dope conversation I just had by myself. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. At least I heard it. Right. <laughs> exactly. Oh I got God. a question. Smoked fish or catfish? Catfish. Cool. Kellen, what's your answer? Uh, smoked. Smoked. Uh, smoked by, by, pure, by pure uh, exposure alone. Yeah, that's a hard one. I'm not even gonna answer my own question. Come on, wait a second. (laughs) (laughs) I got this question and when I'm feeling snacky, smoke fish, but when I want a whole meal, probably fried catfish. But you can't have fried catfish without the hot sauce. If there's no hot sauce, then I don't want it. Then it's not good. No, you have to have Mm -mm. the hot sauce. You have to have the whole plate. (laughs) Okay, but wait, okay, wait. Do do you have catfish with fries or catfish with spaghetti? I have not had the catfish and spaghetti yet, but I need to because Deacon Jones was like, I was like, yo, what are you eating? He's like, no, you don't even know. And I'm like, all right, I need to try it. So I've never had it. I do like the catfish with the greens, the mac and cheese, the, you know, the usuals. Yeah. But I need to try it with spaghetti because I heard that's a thing. That is it don't, like it don't sound appetizing, but I'm going to try it. <laughs> <laughs> that is I'm the going only way it. I ever had it. Like growing up, my mom would it's cook so catfish weird. with spaghetti. <laughs> to me, and your mom, that's a yeah. black thing too. Your I mom is like, come on, man. Okay. I, I heard it's like people do that like in black communities like I don't I don't I forgot where someone was like oh everybody does it down here and I'm like I don't know about no fish and some some tomato sauce but I'm gonna try it <laughs> I'll try it it's, it's, it's the best one. combination because I actually have this this little argument with one of my older cousins on my dad's side um uh-huh. he actually was in Memphis when I got out there um, so I would go over to his house and have dinner sometimes, go do my laundry. Um, and so one day he just asked me, he was like, do you eat your catfish with fries or spaghetti? And I was like, spaghetti, there's no other way to eat it. And he just like got so upset. He was like, you're supposed to eat it with fries. And I'm like, no, That's you're so not. He was like, have you ever heard of fish and you chips? You can eat and anything with like, fries. <laughs> That's not a spaghetti. You can get upset because you don't eat it with fries. You can eat right. anything with fries. <laughs> spaghetti and fries and it sounds more normal than spaghetti and catfish it's like fries is just a universal side dish <laughs> wait so I do you like shrimp and fries or like you know what i mean like okay, like yeah. deep fried um shrimp and fries but you know what? i mean that's about yeah fried shrimp with fries is that's good yeah does your cousin call like fried catfish with fries fish and chips like that's his concept of it no, he was just saying like, oh, inc- okay. like basically, like just comparing it, like just fish and chips. I'm just like, no, got it. Yeah, okay, see, I think I when like, I think fish and chips, I think like cod. Yeah, I was know? like, I, I was like, maybe I'm just too Pacific Northwest. Yeah, when I hear fish and chips, I think of yeah, like oh, a cheap white meat uh, in like a <laughs> nugget form. <laughs> and some they fries. do make catfish nuggets, you know. <laughs> They do. They definitely do make catfish nuggets. They do. You know what I actually had recently with 
What's that? Catfish steaks. Oh. Huh. Okay. Okay. There's a That's spot down here in um I know about in deep is it, but where it's good. Is it? I think it's in Laurel. I remember. But you know, I'm here in the DMV and we got the it's all about the crab and the fish and stuff. And they make some they have all kinds of fish. Whiting, you know, a while a while. They got all types of fish out here. I'm like, I got a lot of fish to try. <laughs> New one, fry bread or cornbread? I'm obviously hungry, but. <laughs> ah, cornbread. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the cornbread. I'm going to go fry bread all the way. I've never been in the cornbread that much, you know? I mean, it's cool, but it depends who's making it because if it's dry, like. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. Good. I'm more of a, a fry bread person. I like it's. How do you how do you like your fry bread? How do you how, how do you take it? All types of ways. You could put a little meat and cheese on it. You could put you know some huckleberry jam on it. You could just go straight butter. You know. Yeah. It's universal. Yeah. Or you could just eat it straight up if your auntie's that great. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I have a little tester one before. That's that's like the straight up one. And then like, yeah, yeah. Uh, butter and like jam on like half of one. So I could have like part with jam or like a jelly. Yeah. Uh, I always eat yeah. mine with peanut butter. What? That's, I've yeah, seen people do that. I, I can't. Sorry, but I've never my tried pancakes. it. Wait, okay. Do you guys eat peanut butter on your pancakes? No, my family does Heck though. Yeah. With, with syrup? Yeah. Yeah, my family does. Yeah. I've never been into it. It's almost like eating peanut butter on my fried bread almost is similar to eating peanut butter on my pancakes almost. Okay. I got to have it on my pancakes. Yeah, I can't have my pancakes any other way. I have Word. peanut butter. Mm, I need yeah, it. Peanut butter is good. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Crunchy or creamy? Oh, crunchy. I love crunchy peanut butter. Like crunchy. For the extra protein. Oh, <laughs> I can make it taste good, here. but it can feel like I'm doing something good for my body at the same time. Right. So, you know, I'll hit it with a little bit of crunchy so it feels it feels beneficial to my body. But <laughs> yes. Yo, I get it though. That's how I feel about orange juice. I'll get like the high pulp. I actually like chewing my orange juice just a little bit. Just yeah, for I don't that know extra. about the pulp, I've been on my own with all of these I things. I don't mind pulp. Like, I don't mind pulp yeah, at that's all. How, that's how I equate what you're talking about. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sense. yeah. Sense. <laughs> Because I'm like, oh, I feel like I have a little bit of the fruit, you know? Uh, that's just me. Uh, again, yeah, I know pulp That's how I am with lemonade. <laughs> okay. <Like> lemon pulp. <laughs> orange pulp. <laughs> My bad for picking the wrong pulp. Uh, had I known. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, yo, no, thank you so much for for joining us and for adding these extra laughs in here, man. It just yes. it brightens our heart. No, thank you for having me. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. When I was listening and like oh, okay, when I was um at the Lapway Nights, I was telling Kellen how like I listened to the podcast and I'd be having whole conversations like you guys can hear me. Um, it was like one thing. Well, we here like, now. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, what you got to 
Jay then. I know. Like, I'd, be, I'd be responding to you guys talking. And then like next thing you know, one of you will come up and say the exact same thing I just said. And I'm just like, okay, good. Y'all feel what wow. I'm feeling. Y'all, y'all in here and you're like, uh-huh. And so like after that, it was just like I would I always was like, I hope one day they ask me to like come on this podcast because like I love it so much. Yes. Yes. So you're here now. Yes, yeah, I love it. Thank you for you. having me. It was it's yeah. like when when you asked oh, me, I told my girlfriend, I was like, look, look, they I got asked to be on quantum theory. I went and told you money. I was like, I just got asked to be on quantum theory. <laughs> <laughs> like I was so excited. I was just like, Here's this is screenshot. my Send it. Send it to the group chat. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like it was such a pure excited moment i was just like oh my gosh this is something i wanted to do yes <laughs> i live on now um oh did you just lose your thought i feel like i watched your face going like no i gained a thought um which you know we can keep or we can always take out uh however um that's one thing that i've been processing lately is uh my my identity uh and how i how i find it reflected in my environment and specifically talking about being gay right so we just got out of pride month in june uh and all of that and i saw like a few posts from the tribe um with like their different flags and um, bits of, you know, happy pride. Uh, and I think that was the first time that I ever really saw it in, in my life that I can think of, um, like these public displays. And, um, one of the things that Michaela and I were kind of like chatting about, uh, in text is basically kind of like the, Oh, now I'm starting to lose myself. Dang it. I'm gonna it's keep okay. going. It's okay. Keep it going. I'm gonna keep, keep it going. pushing. Sorry. It's gonna come you know out. What? This is <laughs> My bad, y'all. You know, I'm a person. Uh, <laughs> moral is uh, just trying to position myself within the tribe. And uh, so, like, one of the things I always talk about is like, I always go to my dictionary when I don't have a question or when I have a question, I'm trying to figure it out. And the fact that I can't find anything that says like anything like two spirit um, or anything gay, transgender, anything that speaks on all of that whether it's you know sexual identity um gender expression um gender fluidity all of all of it all of the encompassing not just you know the one bit of what we call now you know lgbtqia right um you know the broader concept um i can't find that within our like nest purse dictionary and so then that concerns me because then i'm like well if it's not a word, then does that mean that it's not a concept in the culture? Otherwise, you know, there would be a word or a way to speak about these things. Mm -hmm. uh, and so this is just something that I'm kind of reckoning within myself. Uh, and so, yeah, like I see it reflected in the dictionary where I try to find stuff and I'm like, oh, I can't. I, I look in like the legends and I try to find stuff and I can't really. Um, and so, yeah, I was encouraged this last month uh, to see a little bit of you know, of posts, at least, you know, like I saw, you know, the flags and the colors and the, you know, we support these people. Um, yeah, I've never encountered conversation. I've never uh, encountered events or anything that really discusses 
being two spirit or lesbian, gay, trans, bi, you know? And so then I'm, I don't know. I, it, it just like leaves me in a weird limbo. Uh, and I don't know like how to feel about that. And yeah, that's, that's kind of the thing that like I yeah. was throwing out. And actually I was working for um, students for success when I was home. Um, and they're the ones that are going to actually be hosting the pride event come August. Now it was originally in June, but because oh, of the wow. heat, yeah, because of the, that like heat wave that one week, um, mm-hmm. they had to postpone it. Um, but for me, it almost is like a teaching moment. Like one of my things is just like, when I finally became open, like with being a lesbian, um, I came home and I was just like, okay, now I feel like I have to reintroduce myself to everybody because I was hiding for so long and pretending to be somebody I, I never was. Yeah. Um, so now it's, um, they had asked me to speak on a panel cause they're going to hold a panel at their pride event. Oh wow. Um, yeah. And I was just like, this is the moment to like teach everybody. Like I, yeah. I honestly find joy in teaching people. Like when they ask a question, I, I don't try to like, belittle them for asking the question I'm like you know what you're asking so let me help you find out the answer so yeah. it's almost just like I was scared at first because I'm like people are already looking like family already looking at me differently now that I'm openly gay and so yeah. I was just like this is going to be a time where a lot of other tribal members or people are going to look at me and be like really like this is who you are yeah. and I'm just like you know who cares who cares because if I can't be open and honest with myself then I'm never going to be truly happy with who I am and if people don't like me for it then oh well that's on them that has nothing to do with me and so when they were talking about the panel and everything and they had just asked me like would you speak on our panel um and talk to them like talk to the audience really and I was just like yeah I would love to I would love to do it because now it's just going to open up more minds it's going to hopefully open up more minds um and make people more aware of like how it's such coming out is, is so difficult for us because it's frowned upon still. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I, when that, um, when their pride event was happening, I was just like, yes, I would love to speak. I I want to speak. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to speak. How old are you, Emil? 21. (laughs) Dang. Bright future for real, because I'm I'm like, She's just dropping gems and it's, I'm just so glad that she actually has an opinion. She's not scared to, you know, to speak about, because I think, I mean, that obviously takes time. You're not immediately just not scared. It takes, you know, it takes confidence. It takes experience. It takes wisdom ultimately to be able to do that. And I'm glad you asked this question, Kellen, because I wanted to ask it. I just wasn't sure how to ask it. And I kind of was interested in both of your experiences, especially being on our community. And I think a lot of native communities kind of shun that out. Um, But yet homosexuality and so many different types of relationships just back in the 17 and 1800s, you know, they did exist. It's just not something that's brought to light. And um, I think that's, and it's about time, you know what I mean? And so it takes people like us and like you who actually can, you know, have that courage to speak about issues that aren't being spotlighted. And um, so I'm really glad that you're even, you're going to be on that panel. Like hopefully they have that event soon, but um, I think that's just really dope. Everything you had to say was really dope. Thank you. Yeah, it just, it honestly, it really stemmed from my first 
year of college um when I was fine like I felt like wow I can really be myself now and I was just like I shouldn't feel this way I shouldn't feel like I can finally be myself since I moved away from home yeah so um I actually didn't go home for the longest time um I had came out to my siblings first um and my brothers they're they're annoying when I had told them (laughs) they were just like oh we know I'm just like, what do you mean? You know, they're like, we know. And I was just like, okay. So I guess it wasn't a big secret. Um, my sisters, they were just like, okay. And, and I was just like, you guys don't feel no way. They're like, no. Okay. You like girls. So what? And I'm just like, okay, thank you. I start telling, you know, my aunties. Um, and my, my biggest fear was actually telling my mom. I did not know how to tell my mother because it's just like I'm her child and I don't want her to feel like she raised somebody she didn't know. Yeah. So that conversation with her, that was an emotional conversation. Like in the beginning, she she was mad, but she wasn't mad that I was gay. She was mad that it took me so long to tell her. Uh And that was just like I was just like, okay, like maybe I should have came to you, but I was scared. Like, this is something that's like a big deal. Like, you know, people frown upon it so much. And it's just like, I was scared. Like I would have to continue to live a life pretending to be somebody I'm not. And now she's just, I'm so open about it. I can make the jokes that I make. And she just sits there and laughs with me. And I'm just like, I feel so, (laughs) so welcomed and loved about it. Like it's just normal like everything is still the same way it always has been yeah man it's so it is a trip because uh there is that period where you kind of do live a double life because outside of the home and outside of your home community you know you're with your friends and you're kicking it you're establishing exactly who the fuck you want to be you know exactly uh and and you live that truth and then you get back into these spaces where people have known you your entire life where you share literal blood you know and experience so there's no way of separating you from these people yet you feel deceptive you know you're like i'm this isn't who i am Mm -hmm. anymore or ever was you know Uh, and i've talked about this a little bit before how like you know part of your post coming out process or just embracing uh the parts of you that you want to express and walk in every day is literally having to like take off bits of armor because we've put on mannerisms that help protect us in these spaces, you know, um, cause we didn't want to be perceived as that gay, as that homo or exactly. as that whatever fill in the blank, whatever the fill in the blank is, you know? And so you put on that other piece of armor and now that we are that now that are like in walking further in your truth, um, you, have the opportunity to confront some of those pieces of armor that you put on yourself uh, and to work to like let them go you know Mm -hmm. I'm like yeah I don't know if this was a mannerism that I had my life because it's a part of who I am or or if it was a a defense mechanism that helped keep people at bay where they wouldn't you know say these things about me or ridicule me or make me just even feel uncomfortable because of what I perceive they might think about me you know right Um, and yeah, it, it's crazy. Like then it comes to that process, like you're saying, just like really walking in your truth and like understanding that like that is the best way. Yeah. And honestly, bringing my girlfriend home this year was like just me saying, here she is, here I am. Boom. Yeah. 
take yeah. it or leave it. Like I'm, I'm, this is, <laughs> this is me. This is my girlfriend. This is the relationship that I am in. And it's like, if anyone feels what about it, Oh, well, yeah, this is it. I don't understand what, why my life and who I love bothers you so much or why exactly. it has such a heavy impact on you or why you think your opinion should be voiced to me because you think I'm going to change my mind. Yeah. Like, yeah. So when I brought her home, I kind of gave her a, a small talk before I was like, okay, look, this is nothing like the city. The people here are different. <laughs> the people yep. are, people here are very opinionated. They, they won't care to look at you and give you a dirty look because they see you holding my hand. And yeah. I was like, don't pay no mind to those. I was just like, just take it. And that's on them for feeling how they feel. Yeah. Wow. Uh, y'all cute wondered. too because <laughs> y'all little vibe at first i didn't Thank know you. like i saw i was running around all day like and then i seen i seen her and i seen you but like i just i didn't i didn't know and then it wasn't until yeah. the after party and i was like okay okay yeah. <laughs> no, you guys are cute and i'm it's crazy because it's like it takes us leaving home to really become ourselves and it shouldn't have to be that way you know right. it shouldn't have to be that way at all and then once you you also realize like once you live in your truth oh gosh that's a whole that's a whole feeling like that's what people yeah. work almost their whole lives trying to get to and i think that opens a whole new space to happiness when you're not ashamed to admit your rights and your wrongs and you know you're fully just embody yourself and um and i think you also come to realize other people's opinions, other people, the way they move has nothing to do with you. No matter what they say about you, it has everything to do with them, you know? Yeah. And I think that's something that needs to change. And, you know, by you being a voice and showing that you're just, you're showing a whole nother generation, whether it's before you, whether it's um, even after you, um, how to basically handle this within our own community, because I'm sure there's people that may be older than you who were dealing with the same thing. And by you voicing it right now, it kind of, yeah. you know, gives them that step forward and makes them feel a little bit more with, you know, more comfortable within our own communities because you come from our community, you know? Right. And so that's kind of how we take one step out of it, one step at a time to create that community we wish we had. So I get it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, then that's why it makes me very curious. Like, what are our pre-contact concepts of identity and gender and sexuality? You know, uh, because all we know is this American construct. You know, there have been gender fluid people throughout time. We didn't just mm -hmm. spring up. You know, we're not mutants right. of the water uh, from like the 1940s. And now there's just like this <laughs> influx of us. No, like we have existed throughout time. It's the mindset that we live in that has not existed throughout the annals of time. You know, it's only within these hundreds of years and these uh, constructs that have been in place now that we operate in this mindset and so that's why I'm always so curious. I'm like, what did, what do we think, um, especially for the thing that ties us all together in, in our Nimipu heritage, you know, like traditionally, what are our thoughts? What are our pre-contact ways of expressing and, and knowing and loving one another? Because I can't necessarily imagine that um, we would be excluded from society in the way that we are um, today, you know, just by having to even have a coming out process, having to quote unquote, be in the closet where you're hiding your identity or your truth. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, it just 
again, it makes me wonder what that is. And hopefully like in time and with further conversation and research and whatnot, we can find that out because again, reclaiming, you know, how do we start putting these conversations into the air? How do we make sure that future generations and even present generations, even if they're like you, like you just said, Michaela, like even people older than us, yet still seeing um, this openness towards the conversation and this reconstructing of the way that we conceive it and the way that, you know, we accept each other. I don't even want to say judge each other, the way that we open up and accept one another. Cause right. it's, it's dumb. You know, it just, it's dumb. Honestly, I hated having to come out. It's like, so I'm just like, why do I have to do that? Why do yeah. I have to have a coming out story? What's yeah. the difference between me loving someone rather than a boy and a girl loving each other? Why don't they have to come out? Like, yeah. why, why is it a story that I have to tell? Why do I have to make it known? Like, why can't we all just live in peace and just let people love who they decide to love? Like, it's just it was frustrating to me in a way. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to tell my family. And that's all who I care to tell about. Because yeah. other than that, everyone's just going to find out however they find out. Yeah. And I, people can control whatever narrative they try to create about me and about my love life and who I love. But I know who I am. I know where I stand. My family knows where I stand. And that's just how it's going to be. Because I'm not going to continue to sit here and have to tell people like, no, I'm gay. I have a girlfriend. Like, you're just going to see me with my girlfriend and you're going to have to figure it out for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really hard, especially and unfortunate within smaller communities and tight knit communities. It's where everybody just kind of bases what they do, how they move, how they act based on other people's approval, you know, and it's a terrible space to live in. You know, you can't move yeah. or, you know, think without feeling like, okay, well, this might impact somebody, or maybe I shouldn't say this too loudly because this might make her feel some sort of way. And I feel like that definitely needs to change. Definitely needs to change because it's all too common. You know, people should be able to live their lives the way they yeah. want to without feeling like they need some other people's approval. You don't need anybody's approval, you know? And I think that's what makes right. communities like, as beautiful, then, you know? Yeah. And I always tell like my siblings, like, Whenever they come with something, I'm like, that has nothing to do with me. I'm like, let that person live their life. Word. Like, Word. Like, saying, if it don't got nothing, if it ain't paying me, I don't got nothing to do with right. it. Right. Like, if it, it does not make sense to me why you're coming to me and telling me about another person's life. I'm like, okay, what does that have to do with me? Yeah, it's negative like, energy. Like, I don't like being around. I don't even like being in that space. I'm like, if it has absolutely nothing to do with me, and even if it does, if it, and, and that's the other thing I live by too. It's like, if whatever somebody else has to say about me, it's none of my business. Like, no. I really don't care. You know what I mean? It's, I really yeah. don't care if it's anybody else. And I think that's how a lot of people get their entertainment out in those smaller communities is yeah. by talking about each other. And I'm like, what's that going to change? Like, what's that going to prove? Like, you know, and if you're not going to do anything about it, then, you know, why are you wasting my time? So yeah, I, yeah. I get it. And that's the hard part. Cause there's always those people who like to gossip or just have that negative energy because they have nothing else to do, which also needs to change. You know, that's a whole nother conversation on what our community actually needs to improve it. So that way we aren't trapped in boredom and feel like we have to gossip or do this. Yeah. That third, you know, cause it's just like, um, even when I come home, like, I feel like I can't even hang out with the friends I grew up hanging out with. Cause I'm just like, it's, it's still the same. Like, and that's growth. I, you know what I yeah. mean? That's true growth because it's like you're, you grow, you spend 
X amount of years growing up with these people and you feel like you have to have this emotional attachment just because you have history with them. But sometimes that's the most toxic and manipulating relationships because they're not growing either. You know, you're supposed yeah. to outgrow people. You're supposed to have different mindsets. You know, who knows if you'll leave and come back later um, if they've had that growth mindset. But I think there are definitely a lot of people who stick around toxic people just because they've known them. And what a lot of people don't realize is you are who you hang out with. You yeah. know, you might not do the same things that they do, but if you're seeing, if I see you with somebody who I know they're doing the wrong thing, you obviously condone that. You know what I mean? So it's like, you really are who you are. Right. Around, and there's a lot of people who just stick around people because they've known them for so many years or have hope that they can change or try to see the best sides, even if it is family, you know, not just friends. And that's something that also needs to change. So not to just be like, all right, we need to change this. We need to change this. We need to change this. But it's like, you're, you're definitely throwing out points that I think people need to hear. And people are sometimes are in denial of because that's, that's heavy. You know, you, you, you really, people need to change their circles and in order to grow, that's what, you know, that's what it takes sometimes, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, keep doing it. You know, I, I, I'm a thighs out type of girl. I like wearing my shorts. I see your thighs today. You know, and on the IG. They, they, they make I'm their like, appearance on there. I'm about to print that out, cut it out, put it on my vision board because I need some legs like you, baby. <laughs> well, I, I'm working my way to like a Serena Williams. So, you know, we all have visions. Uh, <laughs> you got, you're a little bit closer to Serena than I am. That's for sure. Go take off. A lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> one of the yeah. like my body my whole body from shoulder to shoulder right I don't, I don't know if my thigh ratio actually goes with what i want for like my upper half of my body yet you know serena <laughs> is definitely up there for my goals uh, <laughs> for uh, those of you who want to see those gorgeous legs go to trinelle original at trinelle original you'll see and some some oh very gosh. nice melanated thighs and some red pumps yes baby yes come on yeah freshly freshly buttered and cream too uh lotion because i said oh I said, dude, they're about to hit the gram so let's make sure that these girls are moisturized uh, i saw them i was like damn okay that's what we're on this friday Oh, well, thank you. Uh, anyway, the moral is the point of that is just, you know, look, <laughs> stop. It's, it's really not that serious. Uh, however, you know, it, it is walking in that truth, though, again, where it's just like, you know what, there, there has to be some other um, on the spectrum anywhere, you know, in in the family um, people out there, you know. And so it's like, you know, what, by, you know, showing a man in heels out here in his, you know, short shorts, yet still being a man and right. you know, doing all the things, quote unquote, you know, th these are all mental constructs. Yeah, uh, you get what I'm saying. Uh, so I appreciate you so much in doing that. Cause again, um, one, it's self-affirming for, for you. Uh, and then two, it's paving a way, it's breaking down blockages for others. Uh, so thank you, you know, just for being. Yes, being you. No, of course. Thank you. I mean, thank you, you two as well, for just being and doing what you guys do. I mean, whether you guys know it or not, this podcast actually has helped me so much, um, especially like in the earlier conversations, like talking about mental health and everything. It's just like, it makes me feel like I'm not alone. Oh, 
So I'm going to cut my screen off so I can cry real quick because you guys, with all these compliments, and Kellen has that, Kellen has that effect. He likes to overflow with compliments to make you cry. And then a meal on top of that, just loving our show. Like it really means a lot. Touches my Timena. I know for sure. Well, I guess, yeah, as you, as you lead us out too, uh, is there any other uh, future things you're like, man, I want to hear them talk about this. Word, uh, put us on. What do you, you, you know, want to hear? Since, since you've been having these uh, car conversations. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, I was like the third piece in that car. Um, <laughs> you reordained this whole moment, You know right what I'm now. saying? You can go ahead and put that out. You know, shoot us that resume, you know. <laughs> All right, you know what? I'm going to send that. Y'all wait. <laughs> um, you know what? No, I can't think of anything right now off the top of my head, but I promise Absolutely you, if I think anything. of something, I'm going to no send filter. it. Yeah. Yeah, well, you you've got direct access. Oh. You've got direct line. So when it when you're in the shower later and it hits you, you're like, you know what? <laughs> I should have said that. <laughs> you guys have um, and then <laughs> and we'll move from there. Cool. No, I definitely will. So, well, thank you so much again for your time and for your space, and we just appreciate you, and we look forward to all the great things that you're gonna do in life. Thank you yes, for having we'll me watching. Thank you. Thank no. you. I love it. Wow. I mean, geez, I, I think that's the first time that I've really hopped into a conversation about uh, gender identity and sexual identity with uh, yes. with regards to somebody there on the reservation. I don't know. Yeah, and I'm glad you did because, like I said, I wanted to bring it up. I just yeah. wasn't sure how to, and I'm glad you kind of jumped in and de- did say it because I know we were kind of we weren't fizzling out, but it was like okay, we were having a f- funny, having a lot of fun, and then you were like, yeah. I do have another question, and I was like, okay, cool. <clears throat> Sorry, I was oh, like no. joke, but um, I, <laughs> I um. Yeah, I was really glad just to kind of sit back and listen to your guys' experiences and what you felt. I think it was more important for me to understand you two personally than it was to understand how it affects other people or, you know, your ideas on other people. You know, I think it's really important to kind of just share your light and shed your light so then that way um, people can who's dealing with it or going through it. No, you know, feeling like, you know, well, this is yeah. normal for me to feel or this is normal for me to be angry about. Yeah. This is, you know what I mean? So it was really awesome just to kind of hear you guys talk and um, see your, your perspective on everything. But yeah, she is amazing. And I'm glad we were, she was able to kind of hop on for an interview because she is very, very yes. wise beyond yes. her years. And sounds like she has a game plan to continue, continue, you know, the work she has yet to do. Um, but I'm excited. I mean, I'm very excited for her. She's definitely going in yeah, the right direction. Seriously. And I, I appreciate her, you know, hopping into that conversation too, because how that, yeah, again, that's, I was stumbling in even trying to get into the conversation. I couldn't really put a question together. I don't even think I even asked a question. I think I just spit out a bunch of phrases and then it was just like, <laughs> now take it away. Um, yeah. Well, she was and good at doing that too, you know, and especially <laughs> yeah. at 21, yeah, most most people are just like, 
okay, ask me a question and I'll answer it. But for her to just kind of play off of and, you know, everything that we said or just to find a way to talk about what we were talking about, it flowed really nicely. And I'm really glad um, she was able to get all of her opinions. You know, she didn't yeah. hold back in any And I form. learned something in there, too, about uh, this event, this Pride event held by or hosted by Students for Success. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Again, like I said, I didn't really have any recognition of much programming or, you know, public conversation around um, anything mm-hmm. to spirit LGBTQIA plus. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, even just seeing it was kind of cool for the first time within the last few weeks. And then now hearing from her even a little bit more about some of the event programming that uh, people are starting to put in place and programs are starting to put in place. It's it's very encouraging. Um, again, because mm-hmm. we're here. <laughs> and, and, and I yes. know that even people who may again there's like there's the kinsey scale which you know if you've never heard of definitely go and look it up um yet you know talking about the scale and or spectrum um that a person can fall on in regards to their identity uh gender expression and uh you know sexual orientation uh all of that to say you know there's more fluidity than than is often recognized or or seen just in general and so it's like even how Mm -hmm. do we open space for people who like may not be necessarily gay may not necessarily be lesbian yet find themselves on that kinsey scale where it's like yeah i do have this natural thing that i consider or i think about or i feel um and you know Mm -hmm. by having these polar opposites of gay and straight and you know all the all the different like segmented ways you know it doesn't allow access for for a gray area and as we know as human beings our gray area is what we are you know it's not the extremes necessarily it's it's our gray area Uh, and so the fact that we don't ever speak in gray we only ever speak in black and white I'm like that it's harmful you know and and it doesn't allow space for Mm -hmm. for us to progress forward so I, I appreciate her for again opening up about her experience and especially at such a young age you know not that I'm like the old yeah. old yeah I know we keep However, saying she's so young you know, and we're not even like we're not old at the same time though I'm like had I I'm no like old. when I think back to 21 year old Kellen like I want to say that I was such and such way and I thought a certain way and I was acting and moving in certain fashions yet I can't necessarily say that, you know, and I would always love to, you know, take what I know now and apply it back to when I was 25 or 21, which, you know, I guess is just always going to be the case as we keep living life. You know, I'm going to be 45 being like, dang, 33 mm-hmm. year old Kellen really need to shut up. You know, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, moral is, though, just even having a moment to have that conversation for anyone not just you know gay lesbian two-spirit because i know that there are people in there in the gray area um who just you know access to this type of talk it it can help for sure (laughs) yeah with that, I mean, I, can, I, I know, don't know I'm what to sorry. say. Right like, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was the icing well, on the cake. Yeah. Well, this, it stands out, too, because I, I mentioned, and this is the thing that I was kind of struggling with, Michaela, on 
on asking that question is because I wanted to tie in this part about the Nespers Dictionary that I was talking about, how I don't find terms for for all mm-hmm. of these things. Uh, yet one of the things that I messaged you yeah. about privately is uh, how I've been listening to Jasmine Sullivan's album on repeat lately just because I, I love that project. And I think we even yes. mentioned it last episode. Uh, so I've, yeah, yeah, she did amazing. Uh, which, have you watched the Tiny Desk version? I have version? not. You should watch that. Okay, it's I love good. Tiny Desk. She's, it's so really I, good. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. This one wasn't like a um, like in the library Tiny like the, Desk. The, the it, was, it was still a Tiny Desk, ones. but she was somewhere else. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's how it worked out. And she had her oh, there, too. And oh, my gosh. So ex- I, yeah, so... Yeah. yeah, Jasmine can sing. I mean, sing. She can sing. They're yes. singing and they're singing. Yes. And she can yes. sing. And we, you know, <laughs> we may even have to really dive into this album next time around. Uh, yet one of the things that really stood mm-hmm. out to me was the first interlude, I guess. So it's the second track on the album um, where they talk about. Uh, well, I mean, the line is literally like. We, we tell them that like the pussy is there when really in reality the pussy is mine you know um, and mm-hmm. this is coming from like a woman's yeah. perspective uh, and yeah. and that really stands out to me because that's again another thing that I go to my dictionary for, for a lot of truth and one of the things that really stood out is that uh, when I see a lot of speak of women and women's bodies belonging to men or being man's thing like the literal translations mm-hmm. in our language and so when I see that it I, I don't know how to feel because then I'm like wait so is this like misogyny and patriarchy uh, a part of us deeper and extending further back than our mm-hmm. current constructs or is this a product yeah. of that and now it's within our cultural expression, you know? Um, so yeah, it just, it just kind of trips me out. Yeah. When you texted me that, I was like, wow. Yeah. I definitely rubbed me the wrong way, but I mean, that's that it's hard. I think people look back on traditions and feel like, okay, well, is this who we are? Well, this is who we have to be. And it's like, no, you don't, you know, you're still Nimipu or you're still whatever tribe or whatever belonging to whatever group of people. You can change that right now here today. You know what I mean? And change that whole narrative um, right now, you know, for the rest of your people to where it's like, yeah, you know, we don't have to be what we feel we always once were, you know, and I might get a lot of backlash for saying that, but I mean, I feel like in a lot of different ways, there's not everything was correct and not everything was, um, looking out in the best interest for all of our people. And so feel free to be a generational curse yeah. breaker, you know, well, yeah, <laughs> and form those new traditions. Yeah. To help your people, well, that's why so. I'm talking about like this research, like going and finding this stuff out. Cause Again, throughout history, throughout time, non-heterosexual, straight-conforming in the way that we conceive that now, um, people have always existed, you know? Uh, And so Mm -hmm. in that same regard, that is only going to apply to the future. So why, again, not provide a better environment for future generations Um, And especially as I'm seeing with younger parts of my family where people are uh, being more open with their gender fluidity and or their sexual orientation uh, and then bringing in their indigeneity into that, you know, uh, it's like, yeah, 
let's let's make some better steps like you're saying like what are the things mm-hmm. yeah uh so i was i was actually trying to look up the word okay <laughs> i know i'm ready to hear well, it i saw it in the back so again going through the nespers dictionary is not the easiest thing you've if you've ever done it uh okay i actually found it I believe um so yeah anyways going through the the dictionary isn't the easiest i didn't find it in fact um moral is That's okay. maybe next time I'll, I'll i'll take the time to find it yeah uh that just kind of rubbed me wrong you know because again here i am looking mm-hmm. into the dictionary hoping to find traces of openness towards um non-heterosexual engagement non-gender conforming expressions uh, and then I actually find the reverse, you know, um, we're like even yeah. the word impawat, which we use for a cop, um, or police person mm-hmm. is like lady chaser or lady charmer, you know? Yeah. Oh, yes. wow. I didn't know that. Like growing up, we've always said that we've always say, oh, the impawats are, you know, over yeah. there. Or, you know what I mean? We always use that term, but I don't think I've ever took the time to actually break yeah, the words so down. That's kind of the thing. And- but I mean, that's the thing, too, is you could always change, not change the language, but they they combine different words to make a word of what they felt that meaning should be. And it's like we can do yeah. that right now and combine these new words. You know, they're obviously still based in any Putin, Um and it's still our language, but we're relabeling what it what um, these terms yeah. should be. You know, anyways, thank you for, for a moment on that. <laughs> Uh, either way though uh, again just giving all the thanks to Emil for everything that she shared and um, it's so cool to hear about her experience being over in the Midwest and even in the South with her her HBCU being in Memphis which right yeah Memphis I know she's that was actually more questions I was like what are some of the stranger things that you had or not stranger yet you know some of the more unique divine things out in Memphis yeah Yes. Has to be good. I'd, I'd get a little thick. I mean, I, I, I mean, your girl, your girl has Come goals on. of being thick. But you know, if I was down in Memphis, baby, I might be a little. I might be thicker than a thicker than I am. You know, <laughs> might have some legs like working on Kellen your, over your here. Serena like me. <laughs> yes, I would. Gosh. Oh, but yeah, so very glad and very honored she was able to make it make it on our show. And just to know that she's right. a fan, that makes me feel yeah. really good. Look at you so. out here changing the world, Michaela. Me? What did I do? <laughs> We're talking about a meal. Well, I'm, I'm giving you credit but, for, um, uh, for your participation in, in sharing. She's all A forever. It's a two man show. Yes. <laughs> two woman show. Come on, look at that. <laughs> I would be hey, nothing I without live. you, Kevin. Nothing. Well, yes. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad we were able to chop it up as much as we were. I had a really I had a so lot that. of fun with this one. So, you know, I'm excited to see what next, next week, week brings. Next week actually brings number two. <laughs> Yes, we are only two out. hands. Two hands. We almost need three. Yes. Yeah. So next week, if anything, uh, we know it's gonna bring a ten. Yeah. So who knows what we got planned? What got cooking? I guess you'll just have to wait and hear what we got for, for our tenth episode. For it. Until then. Bye.
We want to thank everybody for tuning in today. As always, it's a pleasure to be here with my crew, simply talking our Black Native talk like we do. There's a whole lot more for us to discuss, though, so stay locked in. You can check out our episodes on quantumtheorypod.com and feel free to send in any topics, questions, or small business shout outs to our socials, and you might just hear us discuss it on air. Our IG handle is at quantumtheorypod, and you can also find us on facebook.com backslash quantumtheory. So be kind to yourself out there, know that you're a boss, and drink plenty of water. Kotskiya pihechnu. See you next time.